All right, welcome back in another edition of the Damn Podcast. Brandon Sprague, 1080 The Fan, Angie Machado, BeaverBlitz.com. Uh, we got a great pod set up for you guys today. And normally, uh, if we have a guest on the podcast, I, I usually put it at the end of the pod. And I'm sure some people fast forward just to get to the guest. But I thought we'd mix it up a little <laughs> bit today. And uh, we've got uh, former Oregon State running back. And this is a debatable topic, by the way, between me and my friends. And we'll get to that in a second. Uh, now working for Oregon State, you see him on NBA. NBC Sports Northwest uh, for Talking Beeves, Evanson Bernard. How you doing, man? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me on. Appreciate you. Yeah, it's it's good to finally get you on the pod. Um, the topic I was going to debate, or not debate, but the topic I've been debating with some of my friends who went to Oregon State is where you rank in all-time Oregon State running backs. <laughs> all time. Oh God, all time. This this came up last week. Uh, <laughs> on on, it's funny. It keeps coming up, but it came up last week on the Talking Beef show. Um, it was between that we we've had like damn best, so we're competing. Know, Steven Jackson versus Ken Simonton, which is what was the um, the matchup, and it's so funny. Before I text, uh, I, I sent him a picture of what we we're going to talk about in the show. I sent to Ken and SJ, Steven Jackson. I call him SJ, and so I took a he photo. Just calls him SJ. I, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I, I took a photo. I sent it to both of them, and they both replied. The first thing that Ken goes, he goes, one uh, quiz was the most exciting. <laughs> two. Two, Evanson was the most consistent. And then three, uh, SJ was the best all around. And he goes, four, I was the best looking. Um, <laughs> the handsome. The, the, so, it, of course, Ken thinks he's the best looking group. I'll, I'll let him have that award. That's totally fine. Um, but it was just kind of funny to see. And then, and then Steven Jackson wrote back. He just said, LOL, you guys are crazy. <laughs> you uh, you seem like you're pretty level-headed to the point where if, if Angie and I were to do a list like this with you, you wouldn't be offended if like you were. Oh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't care. See, I, I think, wouldn't I think care. It depends. I, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, I was just – it depends on what you're talking. Because if you're talking about like what maybe meant the most to the program at the time, you have to go Kenny. Ken Simonton. Yeah, I mean, totally. He did, I agree. At that time, like changes the program. Best, yeah. maybe best. I mean, the best overall. I think you have to go Stephen Jackson, SJ. Okay. Yes. I'm not yes. cool enough to call him SJ. And then <laughs> you're right there, and that you know, I I would put you because you were right there. You were the most consistent. Yeah. Now it was it was a good time. Uh, the one thing I will say, if you look up uh, the most wins, what you know, I think I would be that running back that yeah. had the most wins. So, <laughs> yeah, we. I'll just I'll just keep it at that. I think wins are more important than L's. <laughs> hey, uh, it's all good. <laughs> I remember. I remember because uh, I, I started to go around Oregon State more and more at the very end of your career. Mm-hmm. Is it? Is I've always wanted to know the exact number. Did you practice over under four times the whole season because of everything that was going on physically? Oh man! Well, I junior senior it was maybe under <laughs> um, because this is how it went by game three. I remember my junior year. I think I had sort of the under my knee or something like that. I would have it drained. Um, every Thursday, so I practice Monday, Tuesday, super light. Wednesday, a little bit of walkthrough. Thursday, I'd get my knee drained by the doctor. He'd come in the room, put the needle into my knees, and then pull all the fluid out. And then the, the worst part was he would, where he put the liquid was in a Gatorade cup. <laughs> So, oh, my God. So, put, I, at the time, I'm like, man, you know, I'm to get me ready to go. But now I look back and like, this guy took stuff out of my knee, put it in a Gatorade cup, iced it down. I would do a little bit of treatment on Friday. Saturday, I wouldn't do anything. Or, you know, in the morning or whatever, I would just kind of just sit around and ice it again. Um, but I just remember it being like that, that every Thursday I went through the same procedure, ice, drain, you know, um, stay off of it kind of thing. Um, and then, you know, my senior year, I, you know, got surgery on the off season and then I tear it again, you know, meniscus like game eight or nine. And, 
here I go, you know, trying to be Miracle Man, and I, you know, miss one week. I tried to play in the Civil War, and I, you know, I couldn't play, and then I come back for the bowl game, and then I, you know, I'm rushing the ball 38 times on the knee that was just scoped two weeks ago. <laughs> so, um, it, it, you know, I don't, I, you know, it's crazy at the time you're not thinking about. It. You just want to play, and nobody knows about it, right? People, the viewers don't know like what's really going on, but they just know at some way, somehow, Evans ready to play on Saturdays. Um, but it was a, it was a tough time, and you know, obviously. I paid the price and, you know, went to the combine, and I think I got, like, a D evaluation when it came to my physical. It was terrible. Yeah. Um, and luckily, you know, the Seahawks still brought me in because one of the scouts loved me, and he's like, you know, I know the situation. They, you know, you were, you know, they worked you to, you know, they basically grinded you to the ground, and uh, I just wanted to bring you in and, and see if you can, you know, just kind of help us out in the practice roster. And I was like, totally, yeah, it's fine. Um and so I kind of had to do that for a little bit and had some time with the Rams too, but it was crazy. And then I went to the CFL and, you know, there, they don't really care. They just want to, you know, get the best, you know, they just, they just want you to play and they don't, they don't care if you're injured, they'll, they'll fight, they'll work around that deal and, and try to keep you healthy as much as they can. But yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> it was quite the, you know, the, the lifestyle, I guess, back then. So I, I I was actually in your position when I when you were playing I was fundraising for, yeah. for Oregon State, but your brother. So right when I yeah. when I uh, took over Blitz, your brother was a recruit. I remember talking to him. It was still one of the craziest stories ever. Um, yeah. But do you think that really your your time at Oregon State did that kind of play into him maybe wanting to leave early and get to the NFL? Uh, yes. Oh yeah. And I think for Quiz too. I remember Quiz giving me a call. Uh, his junior year, he's like, hey, I'm thinking about leaving. What do you think? I go, dude, if you do not get out of there, I swear. <laughs> I, will, I will come over and drag you. Um, and, yeah, you know, things that my brother, you know, he tears the ACL, like the second practice of his freshman year at UNC or North Carolina Chapel Hill. And um, so I know he's going to redshirt. And in my mind, I'm like, if this kid comes back and plays two years, I'm going to tell him to leave. And so um, I went to his final home game, his – Richard's sophomore year, and I go, hey, you're done playing. You, you know, let's put your name in the NFL draft. Let's, let's, you know, get out to California, start working out, and get ready for the combine. And, and so it wasn't, you know, he didn't even think about it twice. And I told, you know, Larry Fedora at the time, I go, hey, you know, my brother's leaving. I'm sorry, I've been through it. I'm not letting him go through it. The shelf life for a running back is, is real short. Um, and you got to get it, you know, in while you can. And so, yeah, it definitely played a part. Uh, me telling him to leave and quiz to leave. Well, and then the rumor you know, right now is Ryan All. This could yeah, be his last uh, game. He, in- yeah. in Reeser Stadium. I, I mean, <laughs> I shelf advise life, him to leave. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. your shelf life is, especially yeah. with him, who's battled injuries. Well, and, and yeah. I, I know, yeah. I know uh, after the Colorado State game and, and kind of the way the second half went, I, and I probably said this on the pod before, but uh, I don't know his, his he has a ha- he has a two half brothers, I think, or a half brother that's older, and then he's got uh, a brother from an, um, his 100% brother. But I know his half brother a little bit, very little bit. And I just mm-hmm. remember hearing after the Colorado State game how frustrated he was because he didn't get as many touches. And he's like, these NFL scouts are starting to watch me. And yeah, his brother was kind of basically oh, saying wow. the same thing of, yeah, this this might be it for him and Corvallis, which is unfortunate for Beaverham, yeah. but with your story and other examples, I can't really fault yeah. guys for that. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's tough, right? You know, obviously we want to play for, you know, as long as we can uh, for Oregon State University, but at the same time, you have to take care of yourself. Um, you know, and, and it's a financial move too. It's a business move at the end of the day. You know, Ryan and a quiz and whoever, you know, my brother, like they were able to set themselves up, um, or not not quite yet, but my brother and quiz were able to set themselves up. And now, you know, they're, you know, they're, they're going to be, you know, they can take care of their family for a long time and mm-hmm. then be providers. And that's the number one thing that, you know, Beaver Nation needs to understand. It's, it's a business. At the end of the day, it's a business. And, and, um, and obviously, they can give back. I mean, that's, that's the thing. I mean, yeah. discussion. I mean, I'm a mom and people are like, don't you want your the kid? And I'm like, they can always go back and get their degree right i mean sj's been getting hit i mean it's gotta take advantage of this talent and this when their body can still do it and then yes they put some back they can always come back to oregon state they can go to games they can give also looks good when you have a kid go to the league it's like hey we put kids in the league here you go here's example exactly Um, exactly and yeah so you got yeah you guys definitely understand where i'm coming from hopefully the listeners understand as well um okay so i want to i want to transition a little bit here because you mentioned ev about the success you had 
had while you were at Oregon State. So from mm-hmm. from 06 to 2013, in an eight-year mm-hmm. stretch, six of the eight years they won seven or more games. Consistent. They had yeah. a stretch of 10, 9, 9, 8. Um, some really good seasons. They had two down years, yeah. obviously, but it is Oregon State. What what has happened? What's missing in these last four seasons? Uh, I think um, I think one of the things that hurt the program was I think the last two class the class the recruiting classes for Coach Riley um, they weren't the best and you saw that and I think those seniors and those juniors um, you know unfortunately they weren't used to playing talent wise um, and then the other thing. I think Coach Ryan, unfortunately, didn't have the facilities to sell, right? So you can compare it's hand in hand with facilities and recruits. <laughs> and you can kind of tell towards the end, we're, we don't even know if, you know, during that time, Coach Ryan doesn't even know when his end zone is getting done. He's trying to figure out is it actually really going to happen? Is he going to get a new uh, end zone to, you know, so we can bring in recruits so we can show them, you know, what's going to, you know, the new thing that's going to happen. Uh, so we didn't have that. And then you have, you know, Gary Anderson. I will say the talent level is better because he's able to sell, hey, I got this land zone project that's going to happen. He's coming in. Bob DeCaro's promises that project. Um, and he gets it, right? And then either, I don't know, I'm thinking when Anderson has this facility deal behind him and he's has the athletes, I'm thinking that something's going to change, and it doesn't. And I, I, and I don't know what exactly why it hasn't changed or what happened, um, but he had he was a great recruiter, I will say. I think uh, towards Coach Rye's end of his uh, time here, I, I don't think he had the right coaches that could recruit. I think we had a few, like, you know, Coach Cap could really recruit. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Gosh, uh, that's Brennan was really, good at the yeah. end. Brandon was yeah. Brandon was great towards the end. Banker was so good had, for a while. Banker was good. Yeah, yeah, Banker was good for a while. So you had really three coaches out of the whole staff that recruited, and that's not enough if you're going out every year trying to recruit the best of the best. Um, and Coach Ryder really wasn't a great recruiter. He was just one of those guys that you know um, would tell you how it is and. You know, he wasn't a raw, raw guy. And he'd go, and, 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 you know, I'm sure some, you know, I don't know, parents in, you know, South Central LA wasn't really buying Coach Riley's spiel. Um, and mean, so I think. You don't like, it, Ev, when, when a kid, like a four star, commits and he says, awesome, but go home and sleep on it? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, exactly. I don't know. It, so that was tough. That was right to death. I mean, he was my favorite. And I think um, back then it was a little bit different for us, right? I think we, you guys, you got, you got, you had people committing to Coach Riley because it was a family atmosphere. It was cool. The whole facilities arm race wasn't really happening that much you know obviously Oregon had their deal and you know Alabama and some other schools but it wasn't a big deal you know you kind of went to a school because of you know the coach and the family atmosphere and um and knowing that you could play early um and I think it just kind of lost its deal kids wanted the new uniforms and the facilities the shiny this the shiny that and we just fell so far back right and then you know Washington State ends up redoing on their stadium. So, literally, we were the, we, you know, were the last in the pack. Uh, and I think now we're still, you know, we're still, you know, maybe tense in facilities in the pack. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we're trying to catch up, but it's tough. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not sure if I answered your question, but there's so much variables to it <laughs> yeah. that I don't know why. I well, really don't know. R- I'm Riley came lost. in, I, I'm jumping in, Brandon had a question, but when Riley came yeah. in, that was back, like you said, facilities and uniforms and all that stuff wasn't really yeah. at the forefront. And coaches yeah. were staying, right? It wasn't like coaches yeah. jumping every two years and people firing guys after two years. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah. <laughs> it, right. It was, and then it was you, football. It wasn't it was, high-end yeah. business the way that yes. it exactly. has developed uh, to now. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, now you got kids that are fifth year that are transferring. Like, that's crazy. Get out of here. Like, <laughs> that's a joke. That's, that's like everyone's pulling a LeBron, man. You know, I'm taking my talents to, you know, like, come on, man. Just, just stick it out, you know. So it's it's crazy, you know. Like and I think they're trying to loosen it up more, where people, where guys could leave and play right away. Mm-hmm. That's just crazy, you know. And so it's just getting tougher, and you know, and we got to you just got to keep up with the times. And 
you know, the social media stuff for these players now. Like, I read some of these tweets that these young recruits are doing. I mean, it's it's hilarious, you know. Like, some, hey, I'm kind of good. I'm cool off Oregon State or I'm cool off this school or that. And I'm going to go this way. I'm like, man, get out of here. Like, you, you have no idea what the real world is all about because once, you know, if, they, if they're blessed, they'll go to the league. But the real world, like, you know, you're not going to tell, you know, Adidas or Nike or whatever, hey, I'm not going to work for you guys. I'm going to go over here and work. <laughs> you know, so are we actually, you know, it's it's crazy getting these kids ready for life after football. And it's scary um, to think about the future for these kids outside of, you know, the football deal. I know it's a football show, but, you know, you got to talk about life, too, as well. And it's scary to think about, you know, you know, where where are we leading our, you know, our future leaders? I don't know. <laughs> it's college football. It's kind of crazy. God, I can relate to this totally in the sense of it's crazy how fast life goes where I feel mm-hmm. like Ev, in the back of your mind, you still remember being a college kid and having a great time and yeah. being this stud running back and now you're old man on the lawn. Like, get off my lawn, yeah. you kids. You don't understand. I, I love <laughs> yeah, it, man. Yeah, you're right. Well, cause I, I'm, I'm the same way, though. Like, I, I used to yeah. be like, oh, no, you don't understand the young guys. You don't get it. And now I'm at a point in my yeah. life, I got two kids, I'm 30, and I'm like... Yeah, you get perspective. You understand what the real world is like. Um, yeah. Now they're in a coaching search, right? And Corey Hall, oh, I know he's yeah. the interim, but is there? Do you think there's a number one candidate amongst people that you speak with? I think you know. Obviously, I, you know, I'm, I'm interact with a lot of our donors and stuff like that on an everyday basis. Um, and that's you know, and former players too. I think the, the name that keeps coming up, and I'm sure you guys have heard, is Jonathan Smith. You know, tons, right? A little, Jonathan Smith and Bull Baldwin keep coming up, and Keith Hayward Johnson too. Uh, um, I want to put that in there too. Um, I've heard a couple of donors and, and and former players too would love to see. I think I think for us as former players. Players, we want to see someone that has a little bit of the Oregon State DNA because they know what it takes to be successful at Oregon State, and they know how to recruit. Um, because we were recruiting, as you, as little as people know, we are as much as recruiters as our coaches are when we were, we're here at Oregon State. Like I remember hosting you know, tons and tons of players and I would have to recruit them, right? Like, yeah, man, this is a place to come, this and that. And so I think if you get a former player and he understands he's been doing it for so long or when he was here, um, he understands how to recruit to Oregon State one. Um he and I think Beaver Nation, they just want someone that wants to be here. And um you know, you got a, you know, Jonathan Smith, the Keith Hayward. Um, they, they have, have blood they and also, sweat equity in the program too, yeah, right? Exactly, you know? exactly. They, they want to see it win. They want to see it flip. Yeah, they want to see it flip. They're tired of it. I mean, deep down inside, yeah, they're coaching at Washington or Oregon or Anoki Burgerfree at Wisconsin, but they're watching Oregon State and they're always commenting on this little Facebook page that I created about what the heck is going on. They're concerned, you know, they're watching. And, and also with those guys, they're going to bring in, uh, you know, former uh, bees that are coaching like Kyle Devans and stuff like that, uh, Trent Bray, like they're going to bring those guys back in. And those guys are actually really good coaches and they're coaching at high powered schools. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you get a little bit of that. And like, and so, I mean, season tickets alone would go crazy if, you know, like people would be so into the program. They, they would know that it's someone that wants to be here. Um, and, uh, you know, you, you would have former, uh, or you had recruits that are like, wow, this is actually really cool. This is really a family atmosphere. Like they're bringing guys back in. They've gone coaching. They've gone playing the pros, and they're coming back to Oregon State University. And it just shows you. Uh, and for a player, I'm looking at or the parents too that are in this situation. I'm sure they're looking at like, wow, this is really cool that these guys, you know, they go out, they they get an education at Oregon State, they go out and do their thing, and they come back and they give, you know, and I think that would be cool for me, and I've talked to Stephen Jackson and Ken Simonton, you know, we're all, we all love it, and we're trying to create a four-player committee, actually, you know, that can be the, a soundboard for 
you know, Scott Barnes or whatnot, or President Ray, like, we want to do something like that. And Brandon Cooks is actually on, you know, we've, there's a little group. I won't go into depth about it, but, you know, there's a group that, you know, we're advocating, we're, we're pushing for a former player to be uh, at least on staff, a couple of them, if it's not the head coach. You know, it's, it's interesting because we've been talking about this since October 9th about who would be the coach. Mm-hmm. And on Beaver Blitz, you know, everybody has their own opinions and, you know, Les Miles' name, I, I know he's interested. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of names, but to me, it doesn't matter who the coach is as long as it's their staff that they bring in. So yeah. even Corey yeah. Hall, it's like, okay, maybe, you know, everybody, everybody will get in this like, well, Keith Hayward's never been a coordinator or, you know. Right. It, it comes down to what staff they're going to put together, right? Um, yeah. I do. I see exactly where you're coming from in that. Do you, do you take a guy that has no connection to Oregon State, a Bo Baldwin, or, you know, I know he's kind of... You go Gary Anderson, basically, is what, yeah. what you're saying, right? I mean, like, yeah, no I mean, connection. You have, you have yeah. Gary Anderson, though. He was the sexy home run hire. Mm-hmm. He was. We saw, we saw where, that, where that landed us. So, and then, yeah. you know, so from a, another side, I think it's huge for Beaver fans to remember, these guys want to come back. They would love to come back and coach their own Oh, water. man. So that's yeah. huge, right? That's hey, that yeah. should give you pride if you're a Beaver fan that, hey, these guys want to be here. Second of all, yeah. look at for Corvallis being this like no one wants to go to Corvallis and there's no airport in Corvallis, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, okay, whatever. Any of those coaches that come back, right? If, if Jonathan or Keith or Noki mm-hmm. or whoever, look who's living in Corvallis right now that they could just have on speed dial or have as a consultant, these young coaches. Oh. Mark Banker's in Corvallis. Yeah. Uh, Greg Newhouse is in Corvallis. Coach Riley yeah. will most likely be in Corvallis He'll probably be back pretty there, yeah. soon. And, and Erickson, too. And I've Erickson. Yeah, you know, I, we just, that's, that's, I mean, that would just be awesome in my eyes to have some of those guys come back be consultants be around the program yeah. help these guys help these you young know, guys um, you know if they if they're yeah. hired help them out yeah yeah i, I mean, mean the list- i'm all for dennis erickson coming back for you know at least grabbing a beer with oh him. yeah yeah it's not <laughs> just or, it's or not a just a beer. Beer. <laughs> yeah it ain't just a, a beer <laughs> but yeah i just think we need, I, I would love for us to go in that direction even if it is bowl ball win i hopefully he understands it understands that you know for he needs to have Oregon State on that staff you know DNA on that staff mm-hmm. it just it makes sense um, and I know he understands it and I, I, like I said I'd love if it was Bull Ball I, I think it's a great hire um, you know I love the hire of um, you know Jonathan Smith what's another guy there's tons of names going out there I heard the Army coach Kenny um, yeah um, um which is interesting. I don't know. If we, I don't. One. I think we don't really have the players for that triple offense. So it kind of take a couple of years for him to get his players. I don't know if we have a couple of years right now. Um, it's been a while since we've been good. Yeah. Um, or even even a bowl game team. It's been a while. I, I got a, I got a name for you. The one I keep hearing this now from people, and I just want to hear your instant reaction. Okay. Lane Kiffin. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think he's too much for Oregon State, and what too I mean Hollywood? by too much, mm-hmm. yes, okay. our 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 donor base, um, you know, and our fans, you know, they want engagement. They want to they want to be able to talk to, to the you know the head coach. They want to be able to go to functions where he's accessible. And I think with him, you're going to have a little bit of prima donna, and you're not going to get that. Um, that that access with him, and I think that would just rub a lot of fans and um, just okay. wrong. And then, <laughs> I don't want to put you on the spot, but this is some. This is one of my okay. concerns with with Jonathan Smith. Well, I was going to bring this up, oh, but I'm glad okay. that you okay. are. Uh, Do, yeah. Does he have the it? I mean, I, I'm doing air quotes around it. Does he? he Angie, James, Angie thinks he's too boring. I think he's boring, and he, I don't he's, think he's. I, yeah, he's a, the media. He's that's not. Okay. Yeah, that's okay because. He's an X's and O's guy, and, okay. and Coach Rye, guys, I was Coach Rye. He was an X's and O's, and he, he had a good supporting staff around him. Okay, so that's so where it goes if, back to who he would bring yes, in. Yes, I think Jonathan Smithson uh, would be great. I think um, he would be able to hire great staff around him. I mean, he wants to have viewers around, you know, um, and he would bring those guys on board. And obviously, I'm not saying the whole damn staff to be, you know, uh, beavers, right? But I'm talking about at least four, at least four guys. I think four is a great number to have. Um, and then your GAs be former guys that are just done um, playing, young guys that want to, you know, help out. and Bring James and back. Into the, yeah, right. And yeah, so, I, I mean, 
I don't think Jonathan Smith is a bad, you know, I know he's born, but hey, that's okay. We'll take, you know, X's and O's and have a, or, uh, you know, a couple position coaches that like Hall, right, that could be very vocal and, you know, be charismatic and stuff like that and go out and recruit and stuff like that, you know. So, um, no, I think, you know, it's all about who he brings on. Well, I, you know, I, I love, um, I love the Corey Hall stuff. I would be stunned, though, if there's a certain opening in downtown Portland, they don't start calling Corey Hall for a oh, coaching gig there. Yeah. I'm not going to go much, like in, much deeper than that because I think it speaks for yeah. itself. But, you know, it's yeah. interesting about the Jonathan Smith stuff because Angie and I have talked about this back and forth and we're just, we're completely different in this regard of, I understand that he's not the sexy, outgoing coach, but... Mm-hmm. And he might not even win a press conference, you know, he's going to be so straightforward. But I I, I just argued he's been under Chris Peterson for so long that Chris Peterson wasn't sexy when he took the Boise State job. He's he's kind of the same character. And if he knows the system, then I'm all for it. It is about the staff, ultimately. I think we all can agree on that. But Pete Carroll Mm -hmm. was not a sexy hire when they when SC hired him. Yeah. Yeah. Nor was he he sexy when the Seahawks hired him, uh, because I worked in Seattle at that time, and I remember taking those phone calls. Uh, I want to pick your brain on on another thing in in terms of the coaching staff and just the program in general, Ev. Um, mm-hmm. Is there a specific that you think the, the, the search firm and Scott Barnes is looking for? And then also, when are we going to get the announcement, you think? Uh, your first uh, question, uh, I don't know, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, uh, he's been, you know, Scott's been really quiet about the situation. Um, we we don't even there's not even a search committee, um, which we normally do. We had one for him. We had one for Gary Anderson. There's not even that. Um, and so this is all about it's it's it, he's keeping it between him, President Ray, um, and the search firm. Um, so we don't know. Um, I will say, obviously, with the draft or not draft, but the um, signing day being early December something like that mm-hmm. um i would imagine um uh you would want to hire someone probably a week before then um just so you know we can one keep the recruits that we do have right now um two maybe be able to steal some recruits if we get a really good you know a really good head coach that kids are like okay that guy's awesome i'd love to play for him um, and then three, maybe that that head coach coming in probably has some recruits that are supposed to come to his school that he's currently at, but we're able to pull them away and bring them to Oregon State. Um, and so you probably want to do that before signing day. Uh, so I would imagine Scott Barnes um, is definitely on a mission to make that happen um, probably, gosh, hopefully by the end of November, which is around the corner. And I know he's, obviously we all know that, you know, he's been missing. He's been, he he hasn't been around as much as usual. So obviously he's out there, you know, trying to make, uh, you know, interviewing and trying to find that next guy to lead Oregon State to, you know, a bowl game. Um, The earliest, though, that they could hire, and this was, put on our board is November 21st, next Tuesday, um, because okay. the job, uh, they posted the job, which this OSU prof on our site was kind of confused why they even posted it. They did not need to yeah, post the job. Yeah, that's a bunch of crap. But it was posted, <laughs> and so they cannot, and it closes the 20th for full consideration. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. according to him, who he spoke to the head of HR at Oregon State, the earliest that the announcement could come would be the 21st. So Tuesday. Wow. I mean, it could come as yeah. early as next week. Which would yeah, be which would be tough if Washington, right, with their schedule and right. presume they get to let's say the Pac-12 title game and then a, a New Year's Day. But that's bowl still game. fine. They could announce like an offensive coordinator. Yeah, they they wouldn't be. Yeah, a, they, could, they could announce it. Yeah, I just have yeah. a hard time believing it would be before the season ends, though. You know, like they maybe going into the Pac-12 uh, title game. Before. It happened. Yeah, it, it, yeah it's head coaches before. are a little different because they want to keep that head coach on as long as they can for recruiting. But a that's coordinator, true. they could at least announce yeah. say he'll he'll be with the team through X Y Z date. Yeah. Hey. If have you um, – I talked to Keith on, on this uh, – I, I talked to Keith Hayward next Monday on my radio show. Have you have you texted him at all and told him he looks ridiculous in green and yellow? Oh, my gosh. You, it's crazy. Um, but I remember the – it was like week one. He came down. He was recruiting kids from Corvallis. Um, yeah, get and, up our lawn. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so he had the game, and it was so weird. I was like, dude, this looks crazy. Like, he's like, I know, Ev. I know. It's crazy. But he goes, <laughs> he goes, I keep a little orange underneath. So I was like, oh, <laughs> he, he told me the but same it, thing weird. when he took the Washington job. And it was like – 
like yeah. this funny like and I was like dude purple and he's like don't worry I'll be wearing my beaver boxers every day the beaver good boxers. good that a boy that a boy once a beaver always a beaver but you know it's like hey it's business I understand um, you know, it's for the family, right? He's putting he's putting uh, food on the table, so he's got to do what he's got to do. But so. this is a guy who wants to be here, right? I mean, I've talked yeah. to him in the past. I mean, his wife went to Oregon, ran track at Oregon. He yeah. wants to be in Oregon, right? I mean, he yeah, Oregon, yeah. Oregon State. This is where he wants to yeah. be. Let me. Yeah, uh, he wants to be here. Let me ask you just, this is not like, you don't got to get personal insight, obviously, and you may not yeah. even have the personal insight on this regard. I had, I've had a couple people hit me up uh, on, during our radio show and on Twitter about Keith Hayward, because I've, I've mentioned him mm-hmm. as like, hey, I, if he was a DC, I'd be all down for that as an Oregon State yeah. fan. And then people text like, well, what if Levitt goes to Kansas State and they offer him the DC at Oregon? What would he choose? Hmm. Uh, I think he'd be torn. Um, but I think at the end of the day, he'd, he'd probably end up coming to Oregon State, to be honest with you. Um, I really, truly believe he wants to be back here. Um, and I think down the road, right, he's probably thinking, all right, you know, I go to Oregon State, maybe one day I could be the head coach at Oregon State. That would make me more happier than being in D.C. at Oregon. Especially um, when Taggart and, could be going who knows where this year. Yeah, exactly, right? Uh, I know Taggart's been linked uh, to the to the Florida job. Um, and then now, obviously, Chip Kelly, with the, you know, with the Florida job. So uh, I, I definitely know, you know, you know, Taggart, I don't think he wants to end up there. He definitely wants to end up in his home state, Florida. Um, so I, I'm pretty sure Keith is thinking about that as well. Yeah. Um, so, all right, man. Well, hey, this this has been fantastic. Um, yeah. You, you got anything else, Thank Angie? You. No, it's just fun. Yeah. I, I, I can yeah. tell a quick fun story. I know I've told Ev this, but when his brother was being recruited, um, <laughs> he committed to Notre Dame. Yeah. And then yeah. the whole Charlie Weiss left, and so he opened yep. up his recruitment. And mm-hmm. I'll never, ever forget this. So he, you know, Oregon State, Langsdorf and Riley make another trip out, second trip out to see him. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, it's like a done deal. So I text him and I'm like, hey, just wanted to check in recruiting. And I, I try not to bug these guys, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, yeah. And he was like, call, he goes, call me at six, to, six o'clock my time tonight. And I'm like, oh, shoot. I'm going to break the wow. commitment. Giovanni <laughs> Bernard is coming to Oregon State. Awesome. <laughs> so I'm like all excited, right? I'm like prepping my questions yeah. and I'm getting all ready. And I get him on the phone, and he's just like, he goes, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, uh, okay. And he's like, no, what should I do? And I'm like, no, no, you can't ask me for advice, right? I'm yeah, like, yeah. No, you That's say you brother. go to Oregon State. <laughs> and he's like, well, I, I really, really want to go to North Carolina. That's where I want to go. But I just, I, 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 I don't know if I can tell Coach Riley no for a second time. And I'm like, I mean, I, I feel like his mom. I'm like, no, no, you got to yeah. make this decision. You got to go with your heart, dude. <laughs> oh, gosh, it was the hardest thing ever. No, that, that's, that is my brother right there. I mean, he's, uh, you know, it was tough for him. Um, and, and he leaned on you. He leaned on you. He was like, uh, and you, Andrew, uh, I'm hoping you pushed as much as I did, though. <laughs> but anyways. Um, why it was, why was it North decision. Carolina? What was it about North Carolina? I know. No one knows, and I'll tell you the reason. It's not because he was getting paid like the other 13 guys on that team were that year. Um, but he saw the talent in that. Um, he saw the talent because those 13 guys, out of that 13, there's like four first-rounders uh-huh. and a couple second-rounders. Uh, if those guys don't get suspended, UNC is in the BCS Bowl that year, yeah. his freshman year. Um, and then, but the real reason uh, besides that was Chris Carter, was the receiver coach at St. Thomas Aquinas, where he, my brother went to school. Uh, my brother played with uh, Deron Carter, his son, um, uh, in Pop Warner football. So my brother was always around Chris Carter. Like Chris Carter was his, you know, mentor. He was coaching around um, on staff. Uh, but Chris Carter's best friend was the offensive coordinator mm. at UNC, mm. and. Um, my brother knew going to UNC, he would play right away. He would get the touches, and then obviously he would get, you know, leave early and, you know, make a run at the NFL, and that's how it kind of worked out, and it did. Yeah. Oh <laughs> so, no. He, yeah. He made the right yeah. decision. You know? He got to the league. Yeah, so. Yeah. See, he yeah, tells me, you know, well, he, if I go to UNC, my dad can see me play more. We only saw Ev play once. Yeah. And... Yeah. And that was a thing. It was tough, you know, being on the West Coast. And then he was—he didn't want to be called little, you know, little, little F. F you know? Yeah. He, he wanted to make his own name, and 
He sure did, and it was a program that was, you know, hungry for, you know, a next the next superstar. And I think my brother, you know, during that time, he gave UNC some of the best football they've, you know, ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, he probably goes down as one of the best running backs to come out of UNC. So um, I give a lot, you know, a lot of credit to him to making that move and and going against the grain. And, and that's always been kind of our motto, man: go against the grain. You know, we've always been called too small, whatever this and that. Um, and so, yeah, so I, I'm proud of him and things are working out. He's in year five in the NFL with, uh, unfortunately with the Bengals cause they're <laughs> struggling, but you know, he, I guess you're still getting that paycheck on Monday morning. So, Absolutely. um, yeah, so he, it's a, you know, the NFL is a different beast and you kind of have to play for yourself. Um, and he's been able to do that and kind of stay out of that, you know, kind of stay out of the whole craziness of the NFL. No, it's uh, awesome though. I kind of, I feel like he's yeah. a beaver kind of. By the phone. Oh yeah, so I totally he wears, for, he for wears all the gear. He wears all the gear. Lightning and Ernie send him gear all the time, <laughs> and they they actually send him cleats too. Mm-hmm. And he wears Beaver cleats. Mm-hmm. If you ever zoom in yep. uh, on some of those shots, he's wearing Beaver cleats. So oh, I love he's it. always going to be a bee, man. All right. <laughs> all right. Last question I have for you, Evan. Then we'll let you yeah. go because uh, you, okay. you gotta go great. raise some money. It's great that yeah, you gotta yeah, raise, I gotta money. raise some money. <laughs> <laughs> um, what slimeball coach has offered your kid? <laughs> Because your kid, I, I follow. I, know, I follow you on Instagram. I, I follow you on Every, Instagram. You know, it's He's so, so funny. cute. That kid yeah, is ginormous. I know. That kid is or, massive. Yeah, or, Oregon State already has said, "Yep, Ev, you're going to eat a beaver. Let me know, whatever." <laughs> Arnie Lightninger talking about getting them gear already. <laughs> um, but it's it's hilarious. And actually, a lot of my you know coaches back in Florida, they're big uh, you know Miami and FAU uh, fans, and so they're they're trying to. Mark Rick actually coached at my high school a year before I got there he you know took off and went to Georgia so it's funny you know one of my coaches my position coaches is really good friends with Mark Rick and so he's actually he, Mark Rick is in a text like Ev bring bring legend here and so it's, it's kind of funny but um oh, we'll no. see where he goes he's a tank if, yeah He's a tank, man. He's a big boy, and he's already doing, you know, downside hike. He's, every day he comes in, he's like, Dad, let's play football. Let's play football. And he, he'll throw it to me and tackle me like he's like playing <laughs> kickoff return or something like that. But uh, it's fun to just kind of see, you know, the uh, me, I guess, in him. It's it's really fun and the passion for the game already, and it's crazy um, at such a young age. But, um, you know, it, it's, uh, it's going to be fun to watch this kid grow because, obviously, you know, he's going to have the talent. Um, you know, but you also have to think about, you know, not, you know, hopefully he never gets tired of the game, right? So me pushing him, making him, you know, um, you know, do the game or play the game. I don't want to do that. I want him to, you know, be, love the game and not be tired of it. And, you know, whatever he wants to do, I don't really care if it's, you know, football or whatever it is. I just want him to, you know, just enjoy a sport and, and be able to give it his all and, and not get tired of the game or whatever game he plays. Well, now I'm worried that we're going to lose two Bernard boys to different schools because I, I feel like I feel like Mark Richt is going to send him like a mini turnover chain and he's going to rock it running around the house. I got a turnover, Dad. I got a turnover. That's hilarious. I mean, you know, I was a, I was a Hurricane fan coming out. It was my it was my school, man, and that was my jam. And then there was a guy named Frank Gore that was there mm-hmm. uh, while I was looking, and I was like, you know what? I want to go to the West Coast. <laughs> <laughs> that just, but uh, but yeah, you know, see, my my son does end up coming to the West Coast. He doesn't have no choice. It's it's going to be the Beavers. Um, but you know, obviously Stanford will obviously have a let's 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 be honest here, right? Stanford Stanford education and playing Stanford football is not too shabby. No, so, not at but all. Beaver, but Oregon State will be the first choice if it's a Pac-12 school for all sure. All right, well that's good to hear, man. <laughs> hey, thank you so much for doing this, Ev. Doing a great job yeah. on talking beefs. Uh, keep appreciate you. Keep raising funds for Oregon State, yeah. and uh, we'll check you out at the tailgate sometime. Thanks so much for doing this. Uh, all right, my man. You guys take care. Thanks, uh, thanks, Evanson. All right, take care. Bye. All right. All right, you ready? Yep. All right, there we go. Great stuff from uh, Evanson Bernard. Love talking to him. Good insights on the coaching stuff. Um, and I, I think with the pod, there's really nowhere else to go. I mean, look, they, the Beavers are just not having a good year. Uh, Khalil Tate did what I thought he would do to them. Nice second half showing. I was impressed with the fight and not quitting. That I'll give him credit for. 
Uh, I'm hoping this weekend, I'm going to the game, that they can pull off an upset. It's only a six-point spread, so I think Vegas thinks there's potential there of them pulling the same thing. It's going to be wet, rainy, and we've seen ASU in those conditions. But I kind of want to get straight in because we went a little longer with uh, Evanson than I thought we would, Angie. Kind of want to just get into the questions. Okay, let's do it. And because there's so many questions out there about the program, there's a ton, the coaching and some search. of them might have to like be put off. I did get one, and I don't even know who it's from right now. It was on Twitter, but I pulled it up, and I think it's good going into Senior Day. Mm-hmm. Somebody asked about kind of the best stories for the for the guys that are seniors mm-hmm. that, from recruiting, and I'm seriously going through this list, Brandon, and you're going to laugh because I am this list of guys on who's not here any longer is startling. Really? So from the 20... What would be the 2013? class. Yeah. Stephen Nelson. Okay, he, he's gone. Edwin Delva, gone. Harlow, gone. Kyle Kempt, doing great things Still at Iowa State. winning games as a starter. Uh, how Tao, Daryl Sanji uh, left the program. Yep. Deshaun Hunt, he was a four-star cornerback uh, that committed... Um, he is. He had to medically retire. Mm-hmm. Hunter Jarman left to play baseball. Yep. Kyle Pecco, we know the story there. Charles Oconquo never did anything, had to medically retire. Jordan Villeman. There's so much on Jordan Villeman about potential and, and body size, but one good story. Somebody asked about stories while I was recruiting these guys. Or when, when or oh, was recruiting oh, them. I was Angie's not recruiting, recruiting them. these players now. Um, so there was a whole slew of guys from that Inland Empire area in that during that time frame. Uh, Victor Bolden, um, Villeman, I'm going through the list right now, um, Justin Strong, mm-hmm. Walter Jones, that whole crew. Um, and so we took a drive down to Southern California. And we met these guys. So I was like, how fun would it be for Blitz? This was after signing day. It was spring break. Like, how fun would this be? So long road trip. I got my kids in the car, got their scooters. And I, my husband, we'd, we'd slept in, stayed in Bakersfield the night before, driving to Fontana. Yoif. And I'm, I'm texting, and Eric's like, seriously, are these guys going to show up? I'm like, they say they are. I, I don't know. We might get one. We might get, they all show up. Plus, they brought some guys. We were at a park across from Fontana Summit High School. It was so much fun. I got to meet their parents and, and talk to them. But Jordan Villeman is the guy who's waiting for his turn to be on camera to inter- go through an interview. And mm-hmm. he is seriously, I look up, here's this six six guy with my two little kids scooting around on their scooters. Like, <laughs> it was the coolest. He is just a fun, wonderful person. So, good story there. I mean, but Victor Bolden was there. But just looking through this list, it, it's crazy, the guys that are no longer there. Brandon Arnold, um, one of my all-time favorites that I've covered, just always there for an interview. So seniors, um, Titus Filauga, Fred Lowina, mm-hmm. great story was we used to when Coach Riley was here and let us talk to freshmen during fall camp. I interviewed him and he was from American Samoa, you know. He's and he's swaying the whole time on camera with me. And I asked him about his mom. I said, you know, you get to talk to your mom often. He's like, no, ma'am, I don't have a cell phone, so I can't talk to her that much. And I just I wanted to hug the guy, right? Yeah. And my phone blew up with at least three Beaver Blitz members and then people on on the site saying. Well, add him to our family plan. So I called Ryan Gunderson at the time and said, "Hey, I know you can't do this, but they figured something out, so we could talk to his mom." Really? Like, I'll I tell I you right now, all listeners. Kinds of good uh, Angie's getting a little emotional when she told no, that story. No, I, no, I, these guys are all. Like I said, I do. I kind of think of these well, guys. Yeah, as, you, you cover them for I cover so long. Them. I know their parents. Yeah. I know their grandparents, and it's it's fun. I know it has not gone the way that Beaver fans have wanted their career to go. I know yeah. it hasn't gone the way they've wanted their career. They've had to go through two coaches. Um, but, you know, just try to remember that on Saturday when they're coming out. Give them an extra cheer. And, yeah. you know, they, they still love Oregon State. Well, that's uh, that's fantastic stuff. I'm glad that you were able to kind of give us that insight. I mean, I, I don't have much outside of just watching games because I'm not doing what you're doing. So it, it's it's great to kind of get the human element of it. And we, we often forget that. You know, it's a football game. Hey, catch the ball. Oh, hey, block yeah. him better. I'll do that. You forget, like, oh, yeah, these are 18 to 21-year-old kids. And they're failing midterms or they're breaking up with girlfriends. It's the same stuff that that we all went through. Exactly. Um, Okay, so let's get to a couple of these questions. Let me scroll back a little bit. Thank you for all the questions. Yes, it It was was, unreal. It was overwhelming. Um, So I'll start here. Uh, This one from Christian. He tweeted, it seems like West Coast kids tend to be quarterbacks and skill position players. Doesn't OSU have to go offensive coach to capitalize on West Coast recruiting? Not necessarily. I, I know that, though. You know, Ev didn't address it, but I do. I have heard that this search is really looking for West Coast ties. Um, 
it, it helps. But again, it goes, and I feel like a broken record, it goes back to the staff they hired. Willie Taggart had no West Coast ties, and that's why he they spent a ton of money to bring in coordinate or you know assistant coaches mm-hmm. with west coast ties yeah you pull a guy out of alabama who can recruit you hire a defensive coordinator for a million dollars yeah i mean very little but he was at stanford for just a minute so maybe he meets a couple people and boom you got a staff now you yeah. pull a guy from washington state there you hayward go. is ranked in the top yeah. 10 of recruiters in the country so he's a west coast guy yep that's what they did um i i, I will differ just a little in the regard of it's not like I have to. I'm, again, I'm going to be open-minded and trust this process. My specific request is yes, I would really like it to be offensive-minded. Mm-hmm. I, I think for Oregon State to get back to being a consistently good bowl team that maybe competes in the Pac-12 North, that's the route you go. Maybe I'm proven wrong, but that's just kind of the gut feel. This one from Chris. Since most of the schools in the Pac-12 North have different philosophies on offense, should OSU follow suit? If a coach runs a weird offense that's not seen in the conference, should he get a closer look? I think this is kind of in regards to the Niamatololo with the triple option conversation. I, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. I I would actually rather see Oregon State go more pro style if they're going to do that than go the triple option because it's A, Oregon State doesn't have the players right now to even try to do that and B, it's we've seen it's so hard to recruit the O-linemen. Mm-hmm. So why make it your life harder? Yeah. Uh, this one from OSU Beaver fan. Does the uh, does the Beaver Athletics in Oregon State want a successful football cr- uh, program or are they playing lip service going through the motions? That's, you know, it's a good question. And, and that's where this hire is so crucial to me. This hire is, and we've talked about the money. So I also want to see how Scott Barnes reallocates funds to football. I They have to be in that $30 million to football range for budget. Have to. And so, you know, it, this a lot rides on this. Um, yeah, I mean, we've addressed this before on the pod, and, and Angie's given us the numbers from, from Blitz and the message boards that they, they have on there of just where the spending is really at and how they allocate their funds. I, I would just, the only thing I would add to this is, I don't think a program like Oregon State that values every dollar they have is spending $200,000 on a search firm unless they are going all in and saying enough is enough. We've got to change this. We understand. And look, you're going to be you're handicapped to a certain extent on funds and I know they want to finish that side of the stadium and they're raising funds for that still, but I think the mentality has changed of all right, this is crap. Like why are we spending all this money on a stadium if all we're going to do is be bottom bottom of the barrel here in the conference? I do think that they're going to change their philosophies. I do too. Like I said this is that's why this is big. Yeah. Uh another good question. Uh, let me get to this. Hold on. Uh, somebody says, Corey says, I got an idea. Hire someone like Baldwin as head coach, then go get, oh, I don't know, Michael Johnson, Oregon's wide receiver coach as OC. I hear he's got a son that is good at this football thing. And that's I, the kid I've heard at that Sheldon. Name. I keep hearing that name. Michael Johnson Jr. at Sheldon. Michael Johnson was at Oregon State once with Riley One. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've also heard that maybe he's not quite – I don't know how to say that. I mean, he's just maybe – not a super great fit at, at, at Oregon right now. Um, I think the reason that you would hire him, and I, I don't mean disrespect here, to get the kid. <laughs> you want the quarterback. I mean... The tinkle? The tinkle thing? Yeah, the basketball thing plays a factor here. It's not like we haven't seen this happen before. You get three kids that come in that are related to the coaches. <laughs> it makes a lot of sense. You hope the coaching works out. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know about OC. Maybe. Maybe you bring him in as OC. But if you hire a guy like Bo Baldwin or Jonathan Smith, I think they're going to have their own system. And maybe you give that guy the OC title without actually having him be the play caller, knowing that, one, it helps his career long term, and two, you could capitalize on a name like Michael Johnson Jr. at Sheldon, because maybe he wants to play for his dad. We just, you don't know yet, but maybe that is a factor. I don't know. I mean, that's some kids want to play with dad, some kids want to get far away. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Another question let me get to this this one from lb lucas on twitter chad johnson jr got his off from osu smart movie says do you and brandon agree that this next head coach needs to work on inviting alumni like chad johnson and other high profile names back for home games so we can bring some hype and swag to corvallis can't hurt with recruiting either of course you have to but it's not like it hasn't happened i was going to say it's I, been going on hushmanzada was here last year wasn't yeah, he yeah at a game you get and rogers brothers are back they're always all the back time. yeah you got um, poyer in the league you know um, he's going to come yeah. back um 
I mean, Evanson is he works yeah, there. there, he lives there. Ken uh, Simonton's back. Anderson, Derek Anderson yeah. tweets about the beef from Carolina. No, it's, it, it, it's, it's I think there. it already is yeah, established. It's, it's established. Chad Johnson just he is uh he's probably the exception to all those other examples. Has he been back? I don't think he's been back. I don't think he's been back. But um, the funny thing was, so that all came out on Twitter. There was like a little Bleacher Report, little mini video. With oh, yeah. You, you got him I know, the scholarship. I, I, I want to give you full credit here on the podcast. You single-handedly but got like him the scholarship. This and then it's, I'm like watching the whole thing, and it was like, I want to play at Oregon State where my dad played. I'm like, well, what, what the hell? Yeah. He's 15. He's Take 15. a chance. Lane Kiffin was first. Lane Kiffin jumped in there with an offer for FAU. And oh, then... I, I bet he did. He offers all the 10-year-olds, 12-year-olds, 13-year-olds. 15's a little high, but I bet he did. Uh, yeah, I saw that tweet, and I watched that video. Yeah. And then the literally, kid's got good feet. Well, literally the next day, he gets the yeah. offer, and I laugh, and I go, there's at least three coaches that follow Angie that saw that tweet and go, you're right, we should offer him. And they gave him the scholarship. Come what on. do they care? They might not be in Corvallis in two weeks. So yeah, exactly. Honestly. Um, okay, another one. This That's one mean. from Scott. Angie, what are your thoughts? Ouch. Only asking Angie this question. <laughs> Let me just step aside here. Angie, what are your thoughts on Riley returning to Corvallis as a sort of VP of football <laughs> ops like Tom Coughlin in Jacksonville right now in the NFL? I think it would be a win-win. No. I started to answer, and Brandon like threw up the hand. Because like. I thought I, I think you were thinking Riley back as the head coach. There's <laughs> no, no chance that's no. happening. So my my thing there is, I, I mean I love Mike Riley. I think he's a great person, and I think he's a great offensive mind. I would say not as like a VP of ops kind of thing because he was not the most organized while he was here. Bring him in, you know, let him consult. Let him consult with the offense. Like if a Jonathan Smith comes in, or let him kind of help run bounce ideas off of. But do not make him like some official title um that's my opinion i could see it happening down the road i don't think it's going to happen right away i think he's going to get canned at nebraska and everybody knows that now (laughs) and i think he's either going to move back to you know come back to corvallis where he has a home or he's going to go to san antonio where his vacation home is at for a while and reflect on his life and contemplate do i want to coach because um, he doesn't want to be a coordinator. You don't want to be a coordinator at that point. Does he want to coach at a lower level? You know, I'm talking Linfield, Lewis and Clark type stuff. Or is this just it for him where he's going to cash out with a few million dollars to to be bought out? And maybe he just kind of retires and lives life in Corvallis. I'd be OK down the road with him as being some kind of figure. I'm not saying football ops. But being connected in the athletic department, it goes back to what we talked about with Evanson. It's having people that do understand Corvallis and, and like Oregon it. State. And yeah. want to be there. And right? love it. And can, yeah. you know, he's not the best salesman, but to just relate like, hey, you know, I raised my kids here and all these players I help recruit come here. They still live here or they love it here. I mean, I, still, I think of that way with, with like Dennis. Make, have him come back as like a fundraiser ambassador type guy. Sure. Yeah. He was always the personality. So I, I would be okay with that one. Um, what in the Blue Hell OSU asked from Beaver Blitz, okay. if Barnes has a co- coordinator in mind to be the next head coach, do you think he is also vetting coordinators at this time, too? Would uh, like to hear a list of OCDC possibilities. Um, Barnes is not making that higher. I don't think Barnes gives two bleeps about the OCDC. I think this is all about head coach, and he's going to no, hire the right guy. No, he's probably asking. He's at, but no head coach is going to come in here. Sure. When if the AD says, and this is going to be. That's your, what I'm saying yeah. is I don't think they're making that higher without giving the head coach full autonomy. He's probably autonomy. asking. Yes. You know, he's asking like, who would your staff? What's your system? Of? Yeah. Yeah. What kind of guys would you be looking to bring in? But ultimately, I think whatever he makes decision on a decision on, he's just going to say, all right, let's go, let's do no, this. No, my opinion on this. For like a Jonathan Smith, a Corey Hall, a Keith Hayward, who have never been head coaches in this at this level, is that those guys do. They have they need to reach out and have their short list of who they've talked to, mm-hmm. who's interested, who they could bring on, so that they can sell that to to Barnes. I um the Keith Hayward one is interesting because I I don't feel like I've heard his name as a realistic candidate for head coach. I feel like I've just heard it as DC. Yeah, I I know you know. It's Not to what, say that he no. can't or won't and, or whatever. And Evanson but. brings up some good points, and I you know I know Evanson knows him, and um, it's interesting though. Would Oregon State go that route when in essence they have that same person in Corey Hall? You know, someone that's never been a coordinator. Who's more established as a recruiter though? Oh, Keith Hayward. I think you know you've been in a little longer. Not to diminish Corey Hall, but that's where 
I think Corey Hall is going to get hired by Portland State. I think if that job becomes open and they haven't won a, a game this year, they were terrible last year. They had the allegations and the weird stuff going on with him and, and a, an employee. I think if they fire Barney Ball, I, I if you're Portland State, why would you not be on the phone to Corey Hall right away and saying, hey, dude, you need a head coaching start? We got it for yeah. you. Here's $300,000. Come be our head coach. Yeah. Boom. It's a great start for him. He's in a good conference at the FCS level succeed there boom you turn that into a dc job or whatever you want to do mm-hmm. um i i just i i do find all of this so fascinating of who's realistic and who's not okay so from my, my sources and i i seriously have been working the phones like crazy the past couple weeks you ate, you drank two starbucks i did today. i'm on my, first it's, of all okay it's 10 and I, <laughs> I didn't even get to like talk about the drive here we love you guys in this oh. pod because seriously brandon and i couldn't do it this afternoon it's a nightmare yeah i'm, I'm gonna do a radio so show at a gym in vancouver so it's gonna work had to do it this morning and yeah traffic and weather suck oh it's a nightmare right out there um let's see i have a I'm looking. You were saying sources. Oh, you, so I the, love the, the sources sorry. word. The sources. Sources are sources. saying. So this, I've been like collecting all my notes here. The three interviews that it appears have already taken place: mm-hmm. Jonathan Smith, Corey Hall, and Bo Baldwin. They've already taken place last week. Interviews. Yes. Okay. Answer me this. Is it the is it the search firm that's doing the interview and then it goes to Barnes or is I, it Barnes? I, in my, it, from what I've been watching, piecing together, okay. I believe Barnes has been doing these interviews. Okay, so the committee, basically the firm, I should say. Yeah, because the the, Evanson said there's no. Yeah, there's committee. no committee. Sorry, I keep using that word. The firm says here's the names and it's names that we've thrown out, and then Barnes goes, I like those names. I'm going to interview versus yeah, I like that name, but I'm not really going to take that further. I Is that know. how that works? I don't know. Okay. Because honestly, right now, the names that I keep hearing, I was like, wow, why would you pay the search from 200000 Because I've had all these names on Blitz for- Everybody's had. I mean, <laughs> I what, what I name has not been thrown out that the, the search firm's going to go, Ager's oh, here? I don't care. throughout June Jones, and I was like, oh, I was going to no. bring that up. Did you read that article? Yeah, no. Yeah. Um, what did you think of that? I just saw June Jones. I couldn't get past June Jones. Somebody brought up a, a good point to me of June Jones, like how realistic that is. I do know that he's got a relationship with June Jones personally. Carrie's plugged in here in yeah. Portland. He's been yeah. here a while. Um, and June's a Portland guy. But was June just floating that yeah, out there? Yeah, I think part of that is June maybe throwing something and a buddy of his is like, oh, that's interesting. He puts it in. I also know Carrie takes reporting very seriously and doesn't like to just throw things against a wall and hopes it sticks. Unless he says Ryan Null has mono. Well, I think, yeah, I think he got that mixed up. <laughs> I think somebody told him Ryan and he heard, or somebody told him Seth, yeah. maybe he heard Ryan, whatever. But yeah, I mean, look, he's been wrong before. Um, I just think ultimately. I just don't think it's a candidate, a viable candidate. I don't either. I think they want to go younger-ish, mm-hmm. um, which is goes back to the Les Miles conversation. But I, I was talking to an individual and I brought the June Jones thing up. And this is somebody that knows football pretty decently. And I said, you know, what did you think of that? And he goes, well, one, I don't think it's realistic, but it's not the worst idea in the world. And I go, really? Because I don't know if that does much for fans. He goes, well, but think about this. June Jones wins where he goes. He's got an established system that maybe some recruits will find sexy and exciting to play in. And even if he's, he's, I think he's 66 or 64, mm-hmm. even if he's only there for three years, the only thing you need to do with this is you need to establish that the program can be, you can win there. Mm-hmm. So if you come in and he goes to a bowl game next year, which would be amazing, and then it establishes as like an eight-win team for three years and he retires or leaves, it's set up better for the next hire. And I said, well, that's a good point. And then I thought about it a little bit. I'm like, I'm still not sure I want to go that route. But as people have pointed back to me, Angie, if you hire Bo Baldwin and he does a really good job right away, who's to say he's not gone in three yeah, years? exactly. You know? Because it is what it is. Oregon yeah, State I mean, is a job where people, if you get a better job, they will leave. People keep talking about people leaving. But we're in the day and age now where, flip it the other way, maybe you want him gone in three years. You know what I mean? Maybe you don't want him being a long-term coach. Yeah. Well, three years would be pretty quick. Yeah. I'd imagine Barnes isn't making this hire going, yeah, you're not going to be here in three years. Yeah. I mean, our, our ADs don't even stick around in, yeah. in Corvallis. I don't know if Barnes is going to be here in three years because yeah. uh, he's a name that a lot of people like. But... Ted, and uh, he's, a, he's a Fresno State guy. Or maybe, yeah, and I think that's why the Tedford thing yeah. makes sense to some. 
maybe you win at Oregon State, you're competing in the Pac-12 North, maybe you go, what do I need to leave for? I'm making three, maybe you get to four million at one point because donations come in. $4 million living in little Corvallis, Oregon. You're in the Pac-12. You're in a Power 5 conference. You're competing in the North. What What is it? What's the extra 2 to $3 million to go to insert big school here and say, well, he didn't win year one. Fire him. That's what the conversations well, are. Well, exactly. Versus Oregon State. Even take Gary Anderson. If he would have stuck it out and there's still one in whatever, people aren't – I don't know if people are really saying fire. I think they're yeah. going, hey, hot seat maybe next year. Yeah. You do this at Tennessee, and it's like, get your ass out, out of here. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. It's a very interesting idea to think about. And and I think that's the approach in the whole hire is like, what is All I know is it's thinking. gone on long enough now that basically I've talked myself off of any coach that I thought, oh, that'd be a good one. Then I somehow talked myself out. So right now, nothing would excite me. <laughs> I, I still, Bo Baldwin wouldn't excite you? Not really. And Jonathan Smith, we know how you feel. Yeah. I don't know what other names. I like to throw Justin up. Wilcox, and you tell me that's not happening. So yeah, wow. Um, that one would excite me. What about Les Miles? What if that did happen? I, I, that's not what? exciting to you. It, it was won, like, no, nine it, games. It, every no, year. it was exciting to me at first, and then I start thinking, well, it depends on what staff he brings in. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. His offense is kind of so I can talk myself off. Yeah, his system got a little stagnant a little at LSU. Stagnant. The name alone, though, would would energize people. Yeah. So. I, I tell you, this this searching, this coach searching. But it's gone amazing. on. It's, we're like on what thirty some days now. No other search has last, lasted this long. It was like seven days with Anderson. It was nine days between um, Erickson and Riley. That's because all time. of it happened yeah, at the very the end, end, right? Because Riley yeah. left on my birthday. I remember that. I was like, "Hey, it's my birthday!" It's my birthday. And then I get in the was office, that like December fourth, right? Yeah, because yeah, it's my grandma's birthday. And then, oh, shout out yeah. to your grandma. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I get to the office and breaking news: no. Mike Riley has left. Like what? I know we were that day. I was at my kiddos' little conference. There's no school that day, and like I'd plan to make we make cookies. It was gonna be like this big fun day with my little kids. Yeah. And my husband and I went to the conference and we're on our way home and my phone is like blowing up like during the conference and my I'm like what the hell I get home my husband's like going off to work and I sit on my computer and I'm like no 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 that, that's not that, that, that's that, not that, real yeah. that's that's fake that's fake news that's gotta be fake right <laughs> uh okay let me get to a couple more questions we're running on an hour we like to keep the pot at around an hour and um, we had Ev but it was so good oh yeah it was good stuff from Ev you know I want to read this one and it's it's honestly I don't think this person means any malice uh, with his his comment. This is from Jonathan on Twitter, and he's he's actually a Duck fan. He says, "Question from an Oregon fan: Is OSU truly committed to being a football school, and they're dead set on being really good, or are they happy with a Pac-12 check to help balance the budget?" Honest question, not taking shots. And I think that goes back to what we said. I think they yeah. do at this point. I think they do, too. You have to go in. Yeah. Like, enough is enough. I'm an OSU alum. If this is going to be a joke of a hire and everything stays status quo, I'm pissed. Yeah. I am. I'm pissed as an alum. Like, you're not taking the number one sport in college athletics serious. And you're sitting here trying to ask people for $20 to a million dollars so they can finish a stadium. For what? Yeah. A garbage product? Yeah. Come no, on. It, I, and that's where, like, and it was a question on, on Blitz, what the damn questions to is, does Oregon State get serious and go from being at the bottom, giving, you know, allocating 18 to 20 million for football, mm-hmm. where the average is 26 to 28 million for the Pac-12, do they get serious and go at least that to 30 million? And that that right there will tell you everything you need to know. This one from uh, Kevin and Scott, who basically asked the same question. Outlook for Tyner's medical hardship. Uh, Kevin went a little more detailed. Is it true? And if so, explain how. If not, he just says maybe he misheard. No, he definitely could apply. And I, I think the chances of him getting it would be, would be good. Um, the question, though, is does Thomas want to come back? Last I heard about three weeks ago, he was in the, no, I'm done. I made my comeback, and I don't want to be through this anymore. Is he done because he thinks like there's a shot at the NFL, or he just kind of no, done with I think football? He's done, yeah. but now it's, the past couple weeks, sport. he's he's looked really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we've, we're starting to see more. So maybe it just depends whether that bug's still there. Um, Amy Schwartz, our writer, did a really really good piece on him. So if you haven't read it, go to back to Beaver Blitz and check out his senior salute. Talks about his dad who's battling cancer right now. <clears throat> and oh, just, that's sad. It's um it's a great piece, and just how his dad it, you know goes back. We also had a really good piece just this week on Jordan Villeman and talking about yeah. how his mom adopted him and and it's his mom is his world and it's a, a great piece. Amy's done a really good job with these. So um, right now, like I said, what I've heard is that he's done. But now if, with the news that Ryan may be leaving and now that he's kind of finding his groove 
move again. Javoris Johnson got suspended. He'll be gone. Like maybe the touches will be there for yeah. you next year. You got Art Pierce. But Art Pierce. That's not a bad backfield to have. No, those those two together. So, um, yeah, I, I think and I think a lot of it depends on who's hired. Uh, this one from Orange and Witty. Recruiting question is completing Reeser Westside important for recruiting or more for fans? Second question: What are some of the silliest reasons you've heard from a recruit for not picking OSU? I can't answer. You'd have to answer that one. Oh, gosh. Uh, I'll answer the first one. Yeah. I don't think the West Side is important for recruiting. I think that is more for fans. It is more for fans, yeah. And optics. Yeah, and just the look and the overall program and a commitment to... But you already have the indoor facility. You've got a new exor- or training room slash exercise room, and then you redid Valley. I think all of that is for the players. That's done. Yeah. No, I, it's, it's it's just an aesthetic. Yeah. You know, and fans. Um, silliest reasons? Gosh, I... Is there one where you were kind of like, really? Okay. Thanks for talking to me and helping me out. No, Bye. not really, because typically I don't talk to them once they're done. Like, if they commit elsewhere, it's not like I'm following up saying, why didn't you choose Oregon State? I, I don't care. You're like, you're dead to me now. You chose somewhere else? Okay. I got I got to work on the guys that actually are still considering Oregon State. So I don't really, I'd have to think on that more, but I don't really get any good ones. It's not the airport. I know people keep bringing up the airport. It doesn't matter, people. Honestly. Yeah. It's somebody, the um, stupidest thing I've ever heard that the airport makes a difference to recruits. No, it doesn't. Well, I, I, my only comment on that, I can't find it right now, so apologies to the, the listener, but somebody mentioned that, and it was like Lindsay Schnell said that, and my response to that is, that was the same thing she said about not getting a good head coach. Yeah, yeah. And you got Gary Anderson, and again, I, I get that he... It didn't go well, right? But at the go, time, it go was back a, to the yeah, moment, like yeah. how big that was that Gary Anderson left Wisconsin from the Big Ten title game to come to Corvallis. I don't ever recall an airport being a concern for that. So I think and, the and airport you know Corvallis has an airport, and there are private jets coming in and out of Corvallis Uni. Yeah, I, I, I just think not, that's a silly narrative. Yeah. I think it's. I mean, I don't. I really don't mean to take a shot here. I have no yeah. problems with her individually. But no, it's that's it a ridiculous has, narrative. Yeah, it didn't hurt Recruits, your last head coaching no. gig, and she was one of the people that told you you were never going to get a better coach uh, than Riley. Now, win loss wise, she was right because Anderson couldn't get it going. But go back to that moment. Everybody that was in this camp that they have no chance of getting a good named head coach felt completely stupid. Yeah, because boom, you got Gary Anderson to leave Wisconsin and come to Corvallis. It didn't work out, but. At the time, it I was think big. the airport narrative is ridiculous. Yeah, I, I just I think it's a lazy narrative, and there's no there's nothing you can substantiate that claim with. Show me, tell me individually names of recruits that told you I don't go to Oregon State; they don't have a private airport. Yeah, no, and it's it's silly because Oregon State can fly into a lot of times. It's great too because they can fly them into Portland and show them the big city. Yeah, down to Corvallis and then fly them out of Eugene. It's an Albany, Eugene, Portland, the Corvallis one. Like I you mean, have options. It's yeah. not why I mean, is that a big deal? You're not flying recruits in and out of private no, planes. No, I know. But for yeah. coaches, that's. But you know, you're in L.A. No matter where you're going to L.A., you're in the car in traffic for why, what, 45 just, minutes to an hour. It's not. It's, I yeah. guess my question would just be, why is that important it's to a not, recruit? It's not. What recruits going? Hey, I want to go to Alabama because Tuscaloosa got a great airport. <laughs> I don't think they nobody, do. <laughs> nobody. It's about what you got going on. So sorry, I don't. I don't mean to make that sound. Uh, it's not a dumb question. Uh, we we yeah. heard it, but no, uh, it's, just, it's not a. Issue. We don't buy it. Uh, you got any more? Oh, we have a couple you know, that I want to hold that are yeah, in regards to cu- the hoops ones. Yeah, I know we're gonna do those. What next week? Next week, Civil War too. So yeah, we got a great um, pod next week. Um, Dy eighty eighty, and this is maybe something for you to think about though. He says, following up on the odds from last week, what are Brandon's odds on the field? Um, someone has not been named yet, um, or it's that someone has not. What are the odds that the higher is someone who has not been named yet as a candidate? Sorry, I butchered that question, but yeah, you did. Um, it's okay though. We move on. <laughs> um, I think that's a great question. Here's the unfortunate part: by next week's pod, they could have a that's maybe true. they announce somebody. I'm gonna hold off on it. Let okay. me noodle on it. Okay. I think that's a great question. <laughs> what? I'm just laughing at it. Noodle on it. Let me noodle on it. <laughs> I, I, it throws people off every time I say that. People are like, "Do you want noodles?" Uh, let me think on it. And I'll, I'll answer that by next pod. Right now, my gut says not very good odds. Like, horribly, you would never bet those odds because I feel There's like so it's so obvious. There's so many names out. <laughs> well, yeah, and there are so many. What yeah. name have we not put out there? 
um, that could emerge. I I don't know at this point. It feels like there isn't one. But I'll, I'll, I'll think on it, and I'll answer that in the next pod. We've got some people asking about Wayne Tinkle and Oregon State. They lost to Wyoming. Ouch. Ooh. And then um, I'm going to be at that game Saturday night. I'm actually going to be in Corvallis all bleeping day. I'll be at the ASU game getting rained on with my poncho, and then I'm hanging around and I'm going to the Beaver basketball game. So I'll answer some of those stuff in next week's pod. Thank you so much for the questions. Um, but the ones we didn't get to, maybe we can save those. Yeah, sounds good. And then next week is Civil War. Civil War. And there's a chance Arizona beats Oregon, and that game is to prevent Oregon from going to a bowl game, which would probably be the only would be the greatest thing about this season. Yeah, easily. Easy. So we'll have a good uh, we'll have a good Civil War podcast for you next week. Is there anything else you want to plug? No. Okay. No. Beaverblitz.com is our website. Yes. 1080 The Fan. You can catch my show on 1080 The Fan, noon to 3. And uh, thank you guys for the questions. Thanks for tuning in. And thanks to uh, Evans and Bernard for hopping on. We'll talk to you guys next week. Another edition of the Damn Podcast.